You're listening to episode number 37 of the Brain BS Podcast. Sometimes we have to pivot and go with plan B. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. It is Wednesday afternoon when I'm recording this and typically I post my podcast episodes on Wednesday morning. So I'm a little behind schedule. I had um, some issues Uh, I have a lot of brain BS going on that I have to share this morning before we get to the topic. So the first thing I want to say is that I said last week on the podcast that I was going to uh, practice a new way of uh, lifestyle on the weekends. And I was just going to have drinks on Friday and Saturday and not on Sunday. Well, (laughs) this kind of brings me to... uh, new podcast episode that I'm going to do in a couple weeks from now called Compelling Reasons, because we need compelling reasons if we're going to do a goal. So one thing that became evident to me is typically when I decide I want to do something, I'm very headstrong about it. I'm very stubborn and I'm going to do it come hell or high water. But usually there's a reason. It's either I'm trying to prove to myself that I have discipline. I'm trying to prove I don't have a problem with something. There's always some sort of negative thing that I'm trying to disprove. And for me, that's pretty compelling. Well, this weekend, I I don't have anything to prove. And I was decided to make that lifestyle change because I thought, and this became evident to me in my work this weekend, that somebody who's evolved and really um, living up to their potential wouldn't care about having drinks. This is my brain BS, which that seems like it wouldn't be a big deal, but I kind of turned it into one. And the Bears played this weekend. The U.S. Open was on. We had tennis outside watching it on the patio. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine. And my husband at first thought that I wouldn't because he's seen me in the past. And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, I'm. this isn't about perfection and doing everything you say that you're going to do. But it is about being honest and being accountable. But it's also a lesson that we really have to have a compelling reason if we want to be successful at it. So sometimes like with weight loss or something, we want to look good in our clothes. But unless that's really compelling to us, it's not going to work. It's got whatever reason we choose for a goal has to be more compelling for the reason for why we decide not to do it. Does that make sense? Okay. So anyway, that that is what I learned. I have to have a compelling reason. Totally fine with the fact that I didn't carry through with my goal. Had a really fun weekend. Guilt-free. No problems. Not beating myself up. Still love myself as much this week as I did last week. So that's the first brain BS that I want to talk about. The second brain BS I want to talk about is that I sat down here on Monday morning to try to write my blog post on kindness, and I could not get the damn thing, darn thing, sorry, darn thing written. No matter how many times I tried to approach it or how many times I looked at it, I just could not figure out what angle I wanted to use for the podcast and for the blog. I was like, why is this so hard for me? And I realized that I made an outline for it, and the outline just wasn't working. Then it kind of brought me back to 
well, created the episode for this week, which is sometimes we just have to pivot and go with plan B. And um, I love it. I love the material. And I think it's really valuable. But I still want to touch upon the kindness and what inspired me for that. That was because I listened to Shelby Rogers. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, a tennis player. And the death threats that she gets and the names they call her when she's not winning. I was just like appalled and saddened and sickened and all kinds of things. So that's what inspired me. And then I looked up stuff on social media and there are so many mean people out there saying so many mean things. And you know what? It's just ridiculous. So that that podcast episode that I was going to do on the importance of kindness has evolved into something that I think is much more practical much more useful and something that you'll um, really get value out of. And that's tips for navigating social media. How to manage your mind when the people around you are not. Doesn't that sound like a good one? Okay, so I think that's it for today. Um, I'm not even stressed about the fact that it's Wednesday afternoon and this isn't even recorded yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. Okay, so the episode today... Sometimes we have to pivot and go with plan B because sometimes the best laid plans do not work out the way we envision. So we have to accept that and be prepared with some sort of plan B. So here it goes. I started writing this blog at, well, it's on, it's a podcast now, but it starts out as a blog at 7.44 p.m. Central Time on Monday, September 13th, the night before my blog post was due. I made my first attempt to write the blog on kindness at 8.30 a.m. the same morning. So it took me roughly 11 hours, and not straight through, I'm not completely crazy, to throw in the towel and decide to write about something else. Now normally, I would not keep trying to push through that long, but I did make a reference to the topic of kindness in my Facebook group this morning and on my podcast episode last week. Okay, so everything's like a little bit off because the day's off now. (laughs) <laughs> so you're just going to have to keep up with me. If, if it doesn't make sense and it seems like it shouldn't be Wednesday, it should be Tuesday, you know it's because I wrote this yesterday. So it's all a little day off. Anyway, I'm finally conceding that the post on kindness just isn't going to happen today. Sometimes no matter how much we plan, the universe has something else in store for us. I'm guessing for some of you that varying from original plans might be kind of challenging for you too. Maybe you feel like you are giving up. Obviously, I had a little resistance myself to that, or I would not have tried to write the darn thing for as long as I did. Now that I've changed my mind and decided to extol the virtues of plan B, however, the words are flowing onto the paper. For whatever reason, exploring kindness just wasn't going to happen for me today, and that's completely fine. When the energy and alignment is out of whack and you just feel a little bit off, Something has to give. This has inspired me to do a little review of my life so I can share a few other examples of how making a pivot served me better than sticking with my original plan A. All right, let's start with one of the first major pivots I made in my life. As you might recall from previous blog, post, and podcast episode, I was not much of a student my freshman and sophomore years of high school. In fact, I got D's and F's, flunked conduct. I was so preoccupied with trying to be popular that I was pretty much a hot mess. I did clean up my act by my junior and senior year. 
But nobody ever really thought I was going to go to college. Nobody was even trying to get me to go. My parents thought that it was more important for the guys to go to school than the girls. So the way they differentiated the cutoff was to pay for the guys and not the girls because the guys would one day have to be providers for their family. They proposed that I take shorthand in typing so that I could be a secretary until I got married and could then rely on my husband to take care of me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nope, not making this up. It was true. And I, I just accepted it. I thought, okay, well, that sounds like a plan. Um, I actually got really good at shorthand and even competed down at the local university with other um, shorthand students. And I also learned how to type pretty fast. I did my part in terms of the plan A, and I felt like I was pretty much on course and everything was solid and in place. Unfortunately, there were a few obstacles with plan A that I could not overcome. For instance, when I got my first job, I had major problems with staying at my desk, and this was problematic since I was supposed to be the receptionist at times. I was also quite young and had a penchant for staying out late and coming in hungover, which did not win any of them over at the office. Let's just say it became clear to me pretty early on that plan A had some serious flaws, but I was too clueless to understand the magnitude of them. And in my blog in here, I have in parentheses. I mean, I did not get married until 40, so that's a whole other story, which is hilarious because this was supposed to be my plan just until I got married to someone. <laughs> I don't, apparently, my parents didn't realize it was going to take me so long to find a husband. So long story short, all of the reasons became more evident to me as why I should not be a desk worker when I eventually got fired. And yes, it's the only time I've ever been fired from any job in my life. Well, so since I wasn't going to be a secretary and plan A didn't work, I needed to find a plan B. So in retrospect, losing that job was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It inspired me to take a traveling photographer position instead that required me to move away from home and travel throughout Michigan, Iowa, and Nebraska. That was definitely a plan B I never envisioned. I only ended up doing that job for a year, but it was enough to give me the sweet taste of freedom and independence, and I loved it. That sense of adventure became a big part of who I was and would guide many of my decisions over the next decade. Living on my own made me more accountable, forced me to take responsibility for everything in my life, and required me to gradually mature, albeit with resistance. I always was a slow learner, and I always took a while to get mature. I wouldn't be the same person today, though, if I didn't take that job and have the courage to leave home and go on my own. Not only from like a logistics standpoint, but I needed to create a distance between me and my family in order to grow up and figure out who the heck I was. It became evident after the office debacle that that wasn't for me, so I decided to go into the restaurant business. And I worked as a waitress and a bartender for the next 14 years. I made lots of friends, got to move around while I worked because you can always find a restaurant job. And I never had to sit at a desk again. And this is pretty valuable for someone like me because I am a fast walker. I always have been. Um, even when I went on to BOT, I had to walk fast in the hospital, always moving around. So that's kind of something you might want to take into consideration of FYI when you're making your plan A. Well, the restaurant business served me well for many years. 
Yes, that was an intended pun, serving. I eventually could not stand it any longer and needed to make a pivot. I realized after about seven years that I would end up in jail for killing somebody if I did not find something else to do. I mean, when you get mad at people because they come in and sit in your section, that's a little problematic. (laughs) I also recognized that I was not living up to my potential and felt sort of stuck in apathy. It took me several more years, but I finally started college at the age of 27 after applying and getting accepted to three different schools and putting it off. To say that pivoting from plan A and being a restaurant worker to plan B, being a college student, was quite the transition would be a huge understatement. This was a pivot that probably required the most courage of me that any of them have had because I had to completely re-identify myself and get this whole new personality of a person who was smart and could go to college. I could go on with multiple examples of college pivots impacting my life because I'm a lifelong learner and obsessed with gaining knowledge. However, I want to explore other plan B's with you. I want to tell you about my pivot from elder care consultant to life coach because that was a big one for me. So after I graduated from my post-professional occupational therapy doctorate program, I decided to start an elder care consulting business. I had absolutely no idea what I was getting into, but I got myself a website, I printed out my business cards, and I signed up for the local chambers. Just when I was really starting to get a little momentum and a feel for networking, COVID hit and everything came to a screeching halt. This was a problem because I had no plan B at all. I didn't even think I needed a plan B because I just got a doctorate for plan A. So luckily for me, one day my pool contractor told me about Brooke Castillo in the life coach school. Took me less than a week and that became my plan B. And sometimes that's how the universe works. They want to give you a plan B. The universe wants to help you. The universe wants to support you. But you have to be willing to accept the gift from the universe. And many of you aren't. I am. I signed up for it. And while many people had the worst year of their life, I had the best year of my life. I got personal growth, I got certified, and I love my plan B. So in terms of my personal life, I had to pivot a couple times there as well. For one, I always said when I was younger that I would never marry somebody who was divorced. I was raised Catholic and pretty set in my self-righteous and sense of right versus wrong ways. Second, even though I was not driven by reproduction, And having an offspring, I still thought I would end up doing it because everyone does, right? By the time I got married, however, it was too late for me. Or maybe it was never going to happen for me. I'll never know. I experienced full-on menopause in my late 30s, so who knows if kids were ever even going to be an option for me. But luckily for me, my plan B included a wonderful husband who happened to be divorced. So, there you go there. And then four stepdaughters instead of having my own birth children. This, this plan B, this required an internal pivot to find a way to make this plan B just as fulfilling as I thought plan A was going to be. Turns out the circumstance is never what causes us to feel anything. And I say that over and over again. It's always our thoughts that trigger our feelings, that lead to actions, that give us our results. I spent a great deal of time as a stepmom feeling a bit like an outsider and less significant than the rest of my family. And if you recall, I also felt this in my family of origin and thought nobody really cared about what number nine had to say, meaning I'm number nine out of ten in case you forgot. 
it wasn't because of anything they did in either family. It was because of the way I was thinking about myself and the role in the family. I'm happy to report, though, that one of the biggest and best pivots I have made is an internal shift where I now understand that I have control over my own emotions. I know now that I get to decide how I fit in and what my role is wherever I go and whoever I may be with. So instead of viewing myself as somebody who got married late and could not have her own children, which would be kind of a lacking way of looking at life from a plan A, I view myself in a much more positive and empowering way. I'm a valued family member in both my families. My life is totally full and I absolutely love being a life coach. And that's looking at my life and my plan B from abundance. So in conclusion, sometimes things just don't go the way we plan, no matter how much we try to make them work. There's no shame in making a pivot and looking for a solid plan B. Usually it turns out that we are just a little mixed up with what we thought our plan A was supposed to be in the first place and the universe is wiser than that, than us. When you notice that it's getting complicated or you just can't seem to make something work, you might want to consider shifting your energy and making a pivot to plan B. I hope you learned something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or get to know me better in my free Facebook group called The Brain BS Group, where we dig deeper on all of these topics and you can ask me all the questions. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.